No one gets me. I can't take this. Where's home tonight? Hope mom's okay. Life can take a turn for anyone. So remember, there are always people, places, and activities for you to turn to. Learn more about mental health at turntosupportstx.org. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zerniel and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zerniel. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to have you with us today, and joining us our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Carol is the past chairman of the board of directors of the National Council on Aging. She's been a member of the Ray's Family Caregiving Advisory Council under the Federal Department of Health and Human Services. Carol holds a master's degree in social gerontology with over 25 years' experience in the field of aging and caregiving, and she is one of Next Avenue's top 50 influencers on aging. Carol is uh, someone who knows and probably has forgotten more than what most of us know about caregiving, and she's giving me a cut sign. I like introducing you, Carol. I know, but yeah, but we, I appreciate the glowing introduction. I appreciate that. You know, I was, yeah, but I was thinking, you know, um, today's guest, Spencer Brown, I think he is, I think he's been on the show more than anybody else. I think he's like our most popular favorite guest to have on the show. I think he would win Spencer. Um, and that's absolutely right. So for the two people who don't remember him, we're going to do a little introduction. Uh, Spencer is a care manager with Family Tree Private Care. He is a certified aging life care professional and a member of the Aging Life Care Association. More than 26 years in gerontology and a specialist in aging. And he's been in San Antonio all that time, managing nursing homes, assisted living facilities, and retirement communities. Earned his master's degree in gerontology from Baylor University. And currently, Spencer serves as an objective third party, helping families navigate various adult aging issues. And boy, are there issues. So, Spencer Brown, thanks for joining us today on Caregiver SOS On Air. Thank you, Ron. It's good to be back and good to be with you and Carol this afternoon. What was it that got you interested in aging and managing aging? My interest in the field of aging came as a freshman at Baylor University with the illness and death of my first of four grandparents to have issues. And my mom and my uncle were having long distance caregiving issues. And uh, I was there in the town as an emotional support. And after the course of that experience, my parents actually suggested a the career field of gerontology and i pursued volunteer opportunities at local nursing homes and and ministries through the church i was attending and one thing led to another and that's what led me to get my master's degree in the field and become a nursing home administrator Uh, take us back to when you were helping with caring for your grandparent what is it you were doing most of my role, now that I can reflect back as a 19-year-old college freshman, I didn't think I was really doing anything to help at the time, <laughs> but I was there. My mom was in South Carolina. My dad, my uncle was Illinois. I was there. So I was more of an informal support. I was the person my grandmother called on a Saturday morning when he had a really a life-impairing stroke and asked me, could I come over and just be with them? 
I just spent time with them. I got to observe the care needs. I got to visit him in the hospital. I was there. So I didn't, I now look at my role many years later a lot differently than I did then. So I was just whatever I needed to do to help. Yeah, but, yeah, but what you just said, Spencer, um, says everything. Uh, the One of the best gifts we can give any caregiver is being there for them, um, being there to listen and being there for the person they're caring for so that they can step out. I mean, it's just that presence is so huge. And you did it instinctively. Right. Without even knowing what I was doing. And I have the benefit of having people who would tell me then and who tell me now what they saw in those interactions and the impact that we all had with my grandparents and my family. Now, as a consultant, uh, you help families decide what it is their care recipient needs. Walk us through that with, with some examples of the kind of help you provided in directing families or at least encouraging them to go in one direction or another. Yes. So as a, as a consultant, uh, families will hire us at Family Tree Private Care to be an objective third party, much like you hire an attorney for legal expertise, you hire the geek squad, the computer people for expertise, or you hire financial professionals. An example, a recent example is a family who has a mom and a dad, both of whom have different types of dementia. Both are very difficult and they both have different needs. And they hired us to help figure out, can we keep them at home? What kind of resources are available for us to keep them at home? Can we afford that? Is that the best thing? And what happened is uh, after the course of a hospitalization that was unexpected, uh, that couple now moved out of their house and are living in a residential community specializing in, in dementia care. So we help them navigate those options. And we're also providing some assistance by attending some medical appointments with neurologists and neurosurgeons and primary care to help make sure the medical needs are being addressed. So that's an example uh, of some of the things that we're doing to help help families be be the best caregiver they can. And how do people find you? Because, you know, very often, as we find out so often on this show, someone becomes a caregiver when they get a call from the ICU, hey, grandma's here. Yes. Uh, most people don't know there's a dedicated profession. It's known as aging life care around the United States. People don't know that we exist. So usually someone tells them about us. It's a direct referral from someone who's in that circle, a trusted legal financial advisor. It could be a pastor or a friend, someone who says, we know a resource that can help you figure this out or at least talk to these people. So um, so part of my role with Family Tree Private Care in the San Antonio market is to help educate the community professionals and lay professionals lay leaders out there about the resource. So it's, it's a direct referral, usually. Stay with it just a minute. I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and we're talking with Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown is in the family care, healthcare business, trying to help people who are suddenly caregivers. Carol? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, Spencer, you know, talked about how do we find him. And I wanted just to share how our family used a, a private care manager. When my mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, my family was very upset because I had asked for the diagnosis 
and then they felt like uh, I had given my mother a death sentence because I'm the one that led to all of us knowing that she had Alzheimer's and was, you know, in a pretty rapid decline. And so it was the care manager coming over, talking to my family, talking to my mother, helping to kind of reassure everyone that we could do this and that there was some quality of life if we would put some things in place that would help my mother. Um, And where I was the bad guy, the care manager was the good guy. So that's interesting. They didn't like you blowing the whistle on your mom. No, no, no. I had one family member that really felt like, you know, they said, you have given her a death sentence. Wow. It's your fault. (laughs) And I said, I just wanted to know. I just wanted to, you know, because I did know. Right. And and I wanted everybody I wanted us to share and, and plan and do. And that was more than everybody else was ready to do at that time. And so you were able then to bring the help in uh, the third party uh, that had the credibility, although you should have had that credibility. It's your business, your experience. But that third party gave you the credibility. Yeah, it's that, it's that you know, shoot the messenger. Uh, right, thing. Exactly. We always say, don't be the messenger. Um, and, and Spencer, have you found yourself being that independent person talking to the family? Yes, uh, I concur with exactly what you're saying. Um, uh, families often usually value, not often, but usually value the objective opinion, someone who is not the legal representative, who is not the child, who can send a professional message to everybody. Uh, The daughter who's out of town, the son who lives next door, they can help, uh, I would say, coalesce the perspective. Uh, And sometimes when it is a family caregiver taking care of an older parent, or it could be parents taking care of an adult disabled child, because those are distinct aging issues too. It can give them peace of mind that it's not them being the messenger and having to tell everyone in the family what's going on. It's a third party who does this professionally for a living. Uh, It's a power of a third party. How do you gather the information you need to provide that kind of advice uh, to families? What do you do going in? Well, good question, Ron. So when the family contacts us, they usually have an issue. Mom's in the hospital and is needing to be discharged, and we don't know what, what to do to make that happen. They're usually, usually a, an impetus, an issue. But the way we initiate services once we're hired is we do a pretty thorough evaluation. Some call it a comprehensive assessment. We look holistically at the medical issues, the some of the financial issues, such as what insurances are available. We look at who are the powers of attorney, the legal components. We look at the social network. So we look holistically at what's going on with that individual who becomes our client. And then we start with that process and then help that family provide uh, some options, some direction, some questions to think about. And then if they would like to have us be a part of carrying out the plan, finding the caregiving agency, finding the specialty physicians, et cetera, then we can assist in with the plan. But it starts with a comprehensive review of the client's needs and situation. So do you, you when you talk about this plan, and, and usually it happens, right? Somebody's discharged from the hospital. Do you ever work with families to help understand their rights when someone is about to be discharged from the hospital? Yes, we do. Part of our role as third-party consultants and care managers is serving as an advocate 
And so educating families as to what they should expect the case manager at the hospital to do, what they should expect, Medicare and Medicaid, sometimes what insurance can do. So we're helping navigate those options and then working with those companies, those entities to make sure the process works for the client's best interest. Boy, that's that's really so important. I want to come back and, and get more details on that because most of us in that situation at the discharge time have no idea what responsibilities the, the hospital may have, the insurance company may have, and where we can get the help we need. So I want to talk a little more about that. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. Carol Zorniel, our co-host, is with us, and we're talking with Spencer Brown, a care manager with Family Tree Private Care, and we are so pleased you are with us here on Caregiver SOS on air. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Carol Zerniel, is with us. And we're talking on our Caregiver SOS On Air hotline with Spencer Brown. He's a private care management expert. And we're talking about private care management. And he brought up something that I think is so critical. When you as a caregiver uh, and as a family member are at the hospital on the day your loved one is about to be discharged, most of us have no idea what obligations, responsibilities the hospital may have. They may tick off item after item after item and say, sign here, you do and you're out. Probably not the best way to handle it, Spencer. What should we do? Well, our recommendation is to, to educate yourself about the options. Hopefully someone at the hospital, uh, a case manager, a discharge planner, is providing some information about resources like home health, like follow-up with specialty physicians due to a medical condition that was being treated. Maybe it is a referral to a, a private consulting company like us. But we recommend people do some research, get a plan, understand what the options are for that client, that individual, who's going to provide it, what service, and who's going to pay for it, whether it's going to be funded by insurance or government benefits or whether it's going to be paid out of, out of pocket. So that's really our, our core recommendation is, is have a have a plan and and being able to proactively understand it and choose a quality service provider. Too many of us don't really understand what Medicare will pay for and how Medicaid and Medicare differ. That's correct. We see that a lot. Uh, people think that they are as interchangeable as anything else they might think uh, means the same thing. But we we want to make sure that we clarify that Medicare. Uh, is a totally different program for probably older adults or certain disabled adults. And Medicaid is for lower income folks who also have medical needs to qualify. And Medicaid is more state to get state funded with some federal matching. And Medicare is a federal program. So they're very key distinctions about those two. Carol. And I, I just wanted to add, you know, it, it how, 
comforting it is to have a care manager there to help kind of navigate that discharge, all of those places where we have bumps in the road. But I also want to recommend an online resource uh, to you, which is called Next Step in Care. They have an excellent um, set of materials to how to talk to the doctor, what to expect in discharge, um, some planning. Uh, and that really complements uh, what uh, a company like Spencer's does. So the private care management, but that research he was talking about, it's a great place to go. So if you go to uh, next nextstepincare.org, you can find some really good resources for caregivers. And when you take a look at the cost, Spencer, uh, uh, very few people have long-term insurance. They should, they don't. How is that cost handled when uh, mom or dad, husband, wife, are discharged from the hospital and need to go into some kind of rehabilitative care, uh, need to perhaps go into a long-term care facility. How do you pay for that? With, that's a very good question. When someone is being discharged in the hospital, if that individual has typical Medicare, Medicare Part A benefits, and if, say, someone's recovering from a fractured hip or a knee replacement or some acute medical condition, Medicare will often pay in a, either acute rehabilitation hospital or what they call skilled nursing facility. So sometimes insurance will pay, Medicare will pay, but those benefits are limited by periods, time periods, and then they, they stop paying and they don't pay 100% of the cost. So people who have Medicare supplement plans to help pick up what Medicare doesn't pay, that can be an option. Again, it, just, it depends on medical criteria and the benefits. A number of people who are discharged from a hospital go into a care setting like a nursing home or assisted living and are paying privately several thousand to many thousands of dollars a month. And in nursing homes in particular, at least in the state of Texas and many across the country, a lot of people can't afford the cost of care, don't have long-term care insurance, and need the state to actually subsidize. And that's where we call it the, the Medicaid or the state's welfare program. So your private funds, a few long-term care insurance situations out there, sometimes Medicare for a period of time and Medicaid for longer term. And we've heard the term spend down so you don't have the money and then you qualify for Medicaid. How does that work? Well, we we hear that a lot, and spend down is a term uh, that means when you have too much money, you either make too much money or you have too much in assets in the bank or in investments or property that you try to divest yourself of that to fall under the requirements. It is our recommendation as care managers, part of Family Tree Private Care, we always recommend we typically recommend uh, certified professional attorneys who deal with the legal planning for government benefits. They're usually called elder law attorneys to help with those, those planning tools um, because the Medicaid agency, they look back to see if you have given away the farm in the last three years and it was worth half a million dollars. They look to see if you cashed in a half, you know, $300,000 of the stocks and gave it to your children. So you would have less resources so consulting with an attorney, if you really have some issues with your assets and your income is what we recommend. So the, the right the right tool for the right job, the right person. And, and that's the other benefit of having an expert. People don't know that there's there are elder law attorneys with that expertise. 
That's exactly right. And Ron, you mentioned what does it look like when we first get introduced, when a, when a family hires us to, to involve, what does it start with? It starts with that initial assessment evaluation because we're going to discover things and we may need to point that family in the direction of a legal or financial professional or some other type of resource that they may not know how to, how to quickly find themselves and that can help them. What's rewarding for you? What is it that gives you the psychic income of uh, doing what you do? The biggest reward is, is getting to be invited by families to be a part of this journey and to help them understand how to take care of their loved one better. That's a real satisfying moment for me is when families feel empowered to do this work even better. It makes me feel good when they want to learn. It makes me feel good when they allow us to actually help carry some of the load by coordinating the services and being the boots on the ground, attending appointments, dialoguing with service providers. It, uh, we're, we're invited in a very important and emotional time of life, and it's very satisfying to be included in the team. So your folks will accompany people to doctor's appointments? Yes, sir. We will accompany them to doctor's appointments. Uh, so we help research and vet appropriate services that are provided. And once uh, a family chooses to go see this doctor, a specialist, or have an agency provide services in the home, part of our role and expertise is to help make sure that resource is doing what they need to do. And if down the line, if that service becomes inappropriate, if we need to replace it or make changes, we can help that family make those adjustments because aging is dynamic and fluid. As Carol, I mean, you've described that in your own situation and with your own family and with professionally. And so we're there to help families all along the way. Well, tell us what care man- private care management isn't. What is it something people think you do that you don't do? Well, now I will tell you, I need to clarify a disclaimer. So at Family View Private Care, how we define care management is a little is a little bit different than some others. For us, what what is it what it does not entail? It does not entail us serving as a legal agent under a medical or financial power of attorney or a court appointed guardianship. Now there are some companies in the country that do accept that legal responsibility. We just do not. Um, I've already mentioned, you might expect, we're we're not the family, we're not the child. Um and so we're never the decision maker. We don't have the final authority. We remain the coach, the consultant, the one providing guidance. Um, and, and we are really managing and coordinating. So let's say someone is having an issue at home with all the bills that are paying up. Bills aren't getting paid. Mom's not bouncing the checkbook. They're getting threatening notices for the utility to be cut off. We don't provide ourselves, we're not financial managers to provide like a bill paying service. But as that coordinator, we are helping that family find a resource that can help serve as a fiduciary or a bookkeeper or a CPA, someone who can take that on. Just like we're not providing legal services like preparing, preparing wills. So we really are the coordinator uh, and manager of all these different stakeholders. So you're like a clearinghouse. Well, uh, yes, yes, to a certain degree. And and some people don't realize that we are really, really hands-on. I mean, while we're coordinating doctors and caregiving agencies and 
home health and hospices and sibling dynamics. We are very hands-on, attending meetings, providing reports. Um, so it's not simply a concierge, just a, a high and lofty cons- service like that. We are really in the trenches with these families um, doing so, all kinds of coordination. So is there, a, is there an organization of, of people like you? If someone was in some other part of the country, how would they find a, a care manager or a private care management company in there? Yes, the profession is classified as what's called aging life care, aging life care. And aging life care professionals like me are health and human service professionals that do this work. There is the Aging Life Care Association. That is our association here in the United States. And there are about 2,000 aging life care professionals in the United States, predominantly nurses and social workers and, and other professionals. And so if, the, if people would like to learn more about the National Association, you can research. Uh, it's aginglifecare.org, aginglifecare.org. That is a great introduction to nationwide profession, and you can you can do a zip code search for someone in your area in the United States. And, so and I, I got to stop you right there. We, we are flat out of time. I'm sorry to interrupt, but appreciate the incredible information you shared with us. Thank you to Spencer Brown, to our co-host, Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us today on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. No one gets me. What is wrong with me? I can't take this. Where's home tonight? Hope mom's okay. Life can take a turn for anyone. And if it has for you, remember that there's so much for you to turn to. Think of anyone you trust, a family member, an online friend. Say what you're feeling. And if that's uncomfortable, there are counselors, nonprofits, and even healthy ways to cope on your own. Connection matters, no matter how it happens. It's okay to not be okay. For help that fits your needs, visit turn2supportstx.org.